Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Passionate Few. It's Omar here. And today I'm going to be sitting down and interviewing legendary sales training extraordinaire, Mr. Grant Cardone, aka Uncle G. He's known the world over for not only what he's done in sales, but what he's done to empower and inspire people from all walks of life, whether it be entrepreneurs or dreamers looking to make their lives happen. So Grant's story is incredible, and I got to capture the whole thing. Very fortunate that Grant let us shoot this thing overlooking the Pacific Ocean in Malibu. We shot it on a $15, $20 million property, beautiful little deck overlooking the ocean. So if you guys hear a little bit of the breeze and the waves crashing down below us, just know that that's a little bit of that audio pickup. But it was truly amazing, and you guys are going to get to see me do my thing as I intro it, same way we shot it for the YouTube version, which you guys can find at the Passionate View YouTube channel under my name. Omar Elatar, and you can just search the Grant Cardone interview to be able to see that there. Also, we get a super special surprise that Elena popped in in the middle of the interview, Grant's wife, and we hear how Elena and Grant are building their empire. So it's an amazing, amazing story, and it goes to show that no matter where you come from in life, you can decide to take control of your life at any moment to take it to the next level. Grant himself at 25 was a drug addict, and he talks a lot about it in this interview about how he decided that he would no longer accept it and committed to mastering it, becoming a millionaire, doing so ethically, and playing the game at the highest level. And now Grant's doing just that. So with no further ado, you guys are going to be super inspired. Sit back, relax, and whatever you're doing while you listen to this, pay attention. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Passionate Few. Today we have on none other than Uncle G, best-selling author of several books, sales trainer extraordinaire, entrepreneur, and a portfolio in real estate that's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And today we're going to get to pick his mind. So thank you, Uncle G, one more time for it, being man. on the you show. Got it. You got it, man. So first question, Man, Uncle but G. I mean, I might have to jump off this deck right now if I'm at a couple hundred. Yeah, man. Hey, it's beautiful. Going, you got me going south already, man. You cut me in half today. <laughs> What's a more accurate figure? 540. 540. I love it. Running yeah. tally? Yeah, yeah. Look at it every day. <laughs> My man. So first question, everybody wants to know, what does it mean to live a 10x life? Well, you know, I mean, I, it's, 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 we're, I, I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else, you know. Hopefully everybody watching is trying to figure out how to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, in my life, where I wanted to be, where I'd set my targets, mm-hmm. wherever they were, where I was broke at 25 and made a goal or when I was 11 years old and the mm-hmm. decisions I was making when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the targets that I set for myself were all, all, always, and probably still are, mm-hmm. way below my potential. <laughs> and you don't yeah. know that. You don't know right. that until you start having some wins in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it's really, I would just tell everybody, like it's almost impossible to set a target mm-hmm. that, that is in full line with your potential. Mm-hmm that everybody underestimates what they're capable of doing. So they've got to kind of earn a little bit of momentum to see that they can go a little bit further. Yeah, you got to have some yeah. wins in life, you know? So between the ages of 15 and 25, I had no wins. Everything was a <laughs> loss. I mean, everything was like X, X. Yeah. You know, I got kicked off the baseball team. I lost the girlfriend. Uh, the, the principal said I was a loser and I couldn't get elected for dog catcher. Wow. So there, I lost my dad when I was 10. I lost an older brother when I was 20. So. There was just, you, you start accumulating so many losses in life that, that it's almost like, even if a win came your way, I was at a point where I was sabotaging right. even wins. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible when you're in that place in your life to make uh, 
decisions about where you want to be, targets or goals, right. that are consistent with your real potential because I'd been losing so much. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I just started reducing everything I thought I was capable of Yeah. because I was stuck in the past. So you would shrink it to match the results of your life versus expand it to go further, right? Yeah, so like yeah. like w- one of my first goals was uh, I got out of a treatment center for drug addiction. And I, the goal, the target was just don't use the drug today. <laughs> yeah. And look, that was a big deal for me. Right. But not not nearly what my potential was. Right. How old were you at that time? I was 25. 25. So 25 seems like a turning point because everybody always hears you say at 25 you were selling cars, not too good at it. Obviously had a little bit of a, a yeah. drug problem. Um, but it, was be- a, it was quite a drug problem. But before any of that, and we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I've never had a little problem. <laughs> I don't have a little problem. I, I try to avoid little problems. Yeah, 10x problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So take us back, though, to the beginning. Where did it all start? I, I think you grew up in uh, Louisiana. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah. So take us back. Where did you grow up? What was that I, like I growing grew up, up? I grew up a family of five, uh, mm. seven, 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 uh, seven of us, uh, mom, dad, and five kids. Mm. I was the youngest of the five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> me, me and my twin brother. Yeah. We're not sure which one's the oldest. Yeah. I think I am, but who knows? That's Gary? Maybe they got us mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Um, you know, middle class family. My dad was hustling every day. Mm-hmm. He was working, putting a suit on, dude, showing up every day. What did he do? He was a stockbroker. Okay. His last job was a stockbroker, but he was a grocery guy, a salesman, insurance mm-hmm. guy, and then ended up as a stockbroker uh, between, um, I guess, 58 and 68. Mm-hmm. And um, he died when I was 10. So mm-hmm. that, that was a big, a big change for me. For sure, yeah. You know, because he was... He was the guy that was successful in the family. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, my mom was back in that time, mothers did what mothers did. Right. You know, they took care of or what mothers did back mm-hmm. in that day, which was, you know, take care of the kids, feed. Right. And, and dad was out at the office every day. Grinding, yeah. So when he died, you know, all I knew for 10 years was, oh, he's the guy that, that mm-hmm. sets the stage here. He's the leader. Right. He's the breadwinner. He's the success guy. He's the money guy. Mm-hmm. He's the control guy. Right. And then when he died, man, all of a sudden there was a vacuum. Just all the freaking power and control and modeling got sucked out of, out of my life, right? So I was left with this big void like, well, who's going who's gonna to teach me? Right. So I think a lot of kids, you know, have that problem. You right. know, inner city kids don't have the dad. So I definitely had that problem. And um, Were you close with your pops growing up? Well, as close as you can be at 10, right? Right, yeah. So uh, I just knew that, man, he, he... He was a breadwinner. He was the guy, superhero. He, he was my God, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, we, we went to church on Sundays, but, I mean, my dad was God to me. Yeah. And when I look up, I don't know, I had to look up like that, right? <laughs> and Did he uh, teach you a lot of that same work ethic and to have totally, big goals? Totally. Never talked about it. Never talked about mm. work ethic. So just demonstrated it by action. He showed up every day. Wow. You know? And he... he I, I didn't think, like, if you'd have asked me when I was, you know, up to about 45 years old, did my dad want to be rich? Mm-hmm. I would have said no. He wanted to take care of the family. Right. But I found out from his brother that he had this secret yeah. that he wanted to be the first millionaire in the family. Oh, wow. And he didn't make it, but. <laughs> you took off the legacy, though, right? Yeah, I, I picked up where he left off. Hey, very cool, my yeah. man. I love that. So at 10, he passes away. Yeah. And then instantly, do you go into like a depression? I mean, what was it like with your siblings? I mean, Dude, you go into overwhelm, like? man. You go into overwhelm. You get angry. You get like, I mean, grief all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I'm in fantasy. I'm waiting for him to come back. Right. I mean, I remember for the first 
probably two or three years mm -hmm. thinking, oh, he's coming back, wow. you know? So, uh, you know, the thing about death is it is the non-negotiable right. of life. You know, there's no comeback on that deal, at least not in that form, right? So, um, yeah, dude, it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a major loss. Yeah. And then going into your teen years, did that kind of throw you off because you didn't have, like, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for somebody yeah. who's, who's going to – I think Alpha everybody's male. out there looking for somebody that's going to – that's gonna um, show them the way, you know? Right. And I, I kept waiting for my uncles to show up mm -hmm. and they didn't show up. Mm -hmm. And my mom couldn't, Right. you know? For all the single parents out there, like you can only be so much of a parent. I mean, you just right. can't do everything. And so uh, I kept waiting. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna show up? Once I realized my dad wasn't coming back, then it's like, who's going to be my mentor? Right. I, I, I didn't know that word yet, right? right? So I started looking at TV. I looked at my brother. I looked at the teachers. I looked to uh, books. I looked to, uh, hell, I went to college, man. Yeah. <laughs> I went to college thinking, hey, somebody in college is going to show me how to be successful. Right. So from the age of 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. all the way to 25, nobody showed up. So yeah. that was a huge disappointment for me. So what did you spend your time doing at that time? Um, were you always like a hyperactive kid, driven at that time, or kind of lost and reckless? What, was, what were those I, I, early teenage well, years like? You, early teenage years. Yeah. I mean, tremendous amounts of energy. I think all kids <laughs> have a lot of energy. Yeah. Most. I don't think that's the problem. I didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I'm forced to sit in a classroom for 12 years. Mm -hmm. It's a long time, man. Oh yeah. You know, imagine getting 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. You got to go back to that place for 12 years. In one room and stare at one board and do this assignment, do on this day. And listen to somebody repeat. that only knows this much about anything, right. most of which is the past. Right. Forced to go to classes I didn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. History, geography, uh, algebra, math, uh, English grammar, whatever that was about. <laughs> Read books I had zero interest in. Right. You know, the shop class. Yeah, I kind of like the shop class. Typing class with Miss Gardner. I loved that class because she was hot. <laughs> um, and probably learned more in that. That typing class was probably worth more to me in the 11th right. grade than any class I did in 17 years of school. Why is that? Because I, because I write now. I write all my books on a computer. Mm. So I, and I can bang away pretty fast. Right. So, you, so all your books, you actually write them yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I heard your last book, Be Obsessed or Be Average, right? Only a couple hours or a couple days? Or no, that was like that, uh, right? the Millionaire Booklet. Oh, the millionaire book was two hours. Yeah, two hours. First book was three hours. Yeah. Be obsessed or be average was nineteen months. So, I mean, my wife had a baby faster than that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you back down. to what was going on for me is mm -hmm. uh, between fifteen and twenty-five, dude. I was just, I, I, I went bad. Yeah. And I went that, bad. It had nothing to do with my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Had nothing to do with my family. Nobody touched me in the wrong place. Right. I wasn't molested. Nothing bad happened. I just went bad, man. Yeah, there's no direction. Because no direction. Because I didn't have any place to put all this energy. Right. So you, you just channel it wherever you could in the moment. Dude, whatever. Yeah. I wanted action. Yeah. I wanted some action, man. Yeah, now. I wanted action. I wanted possibility. I wanted to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. So today, today, if that was today, I would have been medicated. Right. Over and over and over again. Right. Okay. Fortunately, the psychiatrist didn't get a hold of me and medicate me or tell my mom that something was wrong with me. If that happened today, if I was a kid today. Mm -hmm. In the year 2017, 15 years old where I was, they would have me on everything. 
Ritalin, all that. And I would never have turned out the way I, way I have. Yeah. Because those drugs are so dangerous. Dang. So then after that point, when did you get into sales? Was it like 18, 17, that, that age? Well, or? I try sales when I'm 17, again when I'm 18. What's again, your first sales I, job? What's Grant Cardone's first, first day on the my job? My first sales job, well, I lost my first five jobs. <laughs> I was fired from McDonald's. I was fired from the country club. I was fired from the refinery. Uh, what was the fourth job? Oh, the, 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 the uh, furniture business. Why'd you I get did the clothing store. Why'd you get fired? Dude, I was terrible, man. Couldn't sell? I couldn't sell, couldn't talk to people, hated my job, thought I should be doing something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got fired from McDonald's. I mean, I, I was so happy when they fired me. I was like, thank you. Yeah. I'm out of here. I don't want to smell French fries ever again. Jeez. So um, it was just too, like, too much, like. Cookie cutter? Yeah, man. I didn't know why I was doing it either, mm-hmm. you know. So the sales stuff, you know, my dad had always told my mom. Tell those boys they need to learn how to sell. Because if they can sell, they can go anywhere. Right. But when I went into these sales positions, I was awkward, uncomfortable. I didn't like talking to people. I didn't know how to get on common ground. I didn't know how to, I, I'm not, a, you know, I didn't know how to do this, what right. we're doing right now. Yes. I didn't know who I was, man. It's just awkward, right? So, and everybody was like, nobody tells you mm-hmm. that everybody's awkward. <laughs> yeah. We're all going through it. Everybody's awkward, man. There's nobody comfortable doing this, okay? Mm -hmm. So the guy or gal that looks like they, it's easy for them, it's Mm -hmm. not easy for anybody. Oh, no. Not to mention, nobody taught me how to actually do sales. Mm -hmm. So here I was spending 12 years in high school, five years in college, and nobody taught me Mm -hmm. how do you get on common ground with somebody? How do you build rapport? I mean, there's actually ways to do that, right? Right. How do you know how to communicate with people? How do you mm-hmm. handle objections? And what, what, why are you selling? How much money do you need? I mean, basic stuff right. nobody's t- taught me, right? right. So, Definitely not in school either. Yeah. So then right when you get into sales, you don't do so hot the first couple my, years. My lighter, John. Can we get a lighter? Lighter, come on, man. Can we get a lighter? So the first couple years struggling in sales. Yeah, yeah. And then when do you start selling cars? Because that's well, when you had that turnaround, right? Age 25? I'm 23, mm. and, I, and I have a terrible drug problem. Okay. And I'm in, sale, I'm in my per, first professional sales job. Mind sharing what, what type of drugs you were doing a, at that any time? Any drug, man. What, yeah. what drug? <laughs> you, you come over, you're like, what drug you got? Okay, let's do that one. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter, bro. Most of them weren't even drugs, by the way. Yeah. Most of them were just called something. We bought it, <laughs> and we don't know what was in it, right? Yeah. Um, and so you, you would actually work and try to sell while getting loaded or high oh, or yeah. whatever? Totally, totally. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was addicted to drugs. Right. And, and um, I, did, I lost the ability mm-hmm. to not use a drug. From the age of 17 to 25, I tried to stop drugs, mm-hmm. using drugs every day, mm-hmm. probably eight or ten times a day. Wow. So imagine eight years times 365 days. I'm trying to quit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about I'm never doing another one. Mm-hmm. Making that decision eight, nine, ten times every day for okay. eight years for 365 days uh, every day. So not only am I not able to stop, right. but I'm also, uh, dude, I'm losing every time I do it. Right. I'm making a decision. I'm not doing it again, ever. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minutes later, I'm doing it. Yeah. So not only am I using a drug that's killing me, mm-hmm. but... I'm killing, my self-esteem is going lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. So 
when I was 25, I, I'd been selling automobiles for two years, hated every second of it, hated the business, hated <laughs> well, the way people treated and me. And it was commission only? Commission only. So if you were no good at it, why at that time did you stick with it? Did you feel like I want to get good at this? Or what was your rationale was, back there, then? There was, uh, I mean, I didn't have, I, I, rationale? Yeah, none. I'm using $500 of cocaine a day. Yeah. There's no rationale, bro. Yeah. I'm gone. Okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm yeah. on automatic, okay? The drug addict at that point, the person that's addicted to the relationship, the bad relationship, mm. whatever, whatever the addiction is, I'm out of control, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a, a hamster. Yeah. Going around and around in a circle. Prince Every day is exactly the same thing, by the way. Same, everything. Same people, same words, same, I'm just mm. stuck. So when I was 25, I went to the car dealer I worked for and said, look, I gotta go to a treatment center. Right. <clears throat> and, um, and he's like, no, 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 you can do it on your own. I'm like, hey man. Trust me. I can't. <laughs> if I could, I would. Yeah. I can't. So I went to the treatment center. I was there 28 days, came back. They gave me more drugs, by the way. <laughs> Just that, different types of drugs. Yeah, they're like, not these, these you can have. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's the new scam. Right. They send you there, clean you up, and then they put you on the ones they can get paid yeah, on. Yeah, put a label and a commission on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when I came back from the, uh, from the treatment center, I was terrified of one thing mm -hmm. time time drugs weren't drugs i knew dr i would never go back and use drugs again unless i had too much time on my hand ah time had always been the deal right you give me too much time mm -hmm. like you guys setting up today right dude i could have lost myself here <laughs> <laughs> so if it takes too long to get something done yeah i lose interest in it right so things have to go fast for me mm -hmm. and 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 um I like the action, right. you know, I like, I like moving from one thing to the next thing. Now, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, they call that ADD or ADHD mm -hmm. or bipolar today. I call it highly productive. Yeah, you call it momentum. I call it momentum. I, wanna, right. I want the action, I want the play, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I don't think it's a problem. Right. So when I came back from the treatment center, I took all the free time I had mm -hmm. and I just said, I'm going all in on this sales thing. Mm -hmm. I hate this job. I hate cars. I don't even like automobiles. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like I love cars. What kind of cars were they? Uh, I was selling Toyotas, Renault, AMC Jeep, and uh, AMC Jeep, <laughs> and and sold uh, Pontiac and GMC trucks and, yeah. and a lot of used cars. Wow! But I got good at it. I, I learned how to get. I mean, I mean, real good. So what was that moment? What was that shift where you decided like, hey, I'm gonna actually commit to this. I'm gonna get really good. And what what what, what were the actions you took to actually turn it around? Because I think started I was, studying. Okay. You know, I think a lot of people was, listening are dealing with that and yeah, they're kind yeah. of stuck in that, that, you know, situation of, God, I want to get good at this, but man, I suck. You can't get good at it by trying to get good. You got to get great. You got to mm -hmm. go for great. You got to study. You got to go all in. I have the shirt that says obsessed on the back, right? Yeah. Maybe it. we can grab it. John can grab it for me. But, I saw the yeah, yellow one down the middle. Yeah. 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 But, but dude, you got to get obsessed. So I'm telling you, all of you out there that are junkies, addicted, mm -hmm. you got that compulsive, a compulsive, obsessive, use it, man. Don't mm -hmm. try to get rid of it. Don't think it's a bad thing. It is the gift. Right. It is the ultimate gift. All the greats have it. Mm -hmm. Jesus had it, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Steve Jobs, man. Gandhi. Gandhi's yeah. like, yeah, put me in jail. Let's roll. Yeah. Okay? King had it, man. King's like, I'm walking through the streets, man. Mm -hmm. All the greats had it, okay? Obsession. Steve Jobs was completely obsessed. Mm -hmm. When everybody told him not to do the iPhone, he's like, yeah, right. Howard Schultz with Starbucks, exactly. completely obsessed. Bruce Lee, okay. same thing. Dude, they're, they're, they're maniacs. Look at mm -hmm. McGregor. 
uh, Conor uh, McGregor. Him. Conor's like, it's not talent, man. Yeah, it's obsession. obsession. We're actually working on getting him on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I'd love to have him at my 10X Growth Con. So. Yeah. Um, but I know what you're saying. is like, because it's that, because if you're logical about trying to do it, you're, you're not going to have the energy. The reserves aren't going to be there. When you're obsessed, logic goes out the window and you're in go, 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 yeah, go, go yeah, mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that's what I did. And, and literally within three months, I went from being nobody mm-hmm. to within three or four or five months. For the first time in my life, man, I was stacking win after win after win. <laughs> now, looking back, it, they were little tiny wins, right? right? Oh, I sold a car. Oh, I made 300 bucks. Oh, I made $200. But let me tell you, okay? When I made, and I tell Elena this all the time, when I went from making three grand a month mm-hmm. to 4,000 a month, that was the most important money I've ever made in my whole life. Wow. The most important money I've ever made in my mm-hmm. entire life was that first thousand bucks. And why is that? Because I realized I, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. I can control my income. I can control uh, these increments, right. okay? And if I control going from three to four, three to four grand's a big, it's a big pop, it's right. 25%. <laughs> yeah. So if I can do that, hey, may, maybe I can add another thousand, right. okay? And then the next thing you know, I'm making 90 grand a year. I'm like, man, I just went from making 36 grand to 90,000 bucks. Wow, so you must've been blown away. Dude, I was impressed with myself, okay? <laughs> and then and then, how did you study? I mean, were you reading like Zig Ziglar books? Did you start getting into Tony anything, Robbins anything, stuff? Anything, anything, So you got into personal development, the same thing that people might look at your work now and start getting into, right? Yeah, you did yeah, that for yeah. your mentors at that time. I made a decision at three months or four months. I was studying this one, this one guy's program. His, his name's Jackie Cooper, and he, and he basically taught car sales. Yeah. And... Um, I watched those tapes. It was three thousand dollars. That's like seventy-six hundred bucks today. Mm-hmm. And I'd watch those tapes over and over and over again. I knew his material better than he knew his material. I knew everything: inflections, tones, laughter, everything. Right. Like I could put it on mute and know what he was saying. Yeah. I had watched it so many times. So I became. I basically just threw myself completely into that. If right. I had free time, that's what I did. So that became your drug in a sense. You channeled that totally, energy. Totally, totally. And I wasn't studying. 75 different things right. i was studying one thing deep mm-hmm. until i knew it right i wasn't studying to learn mm-hmm. i was studying to know mm. and i see a lot of people trying to learn stuff today that's what's wrong with college mm-hmm. okay people are going there to learn man i don't want to learn i want to know mm-hmm. you know i want to know what's the real estate i should buy right what's the investment i should go in what's the girl i should get mm-hmm. i want to know you know not learn Right. Which is, it's, it's a whole different level of, yeah. uh, of study. I think what you're saying is you want to go deep, not wide. I want to go deep. Yeah. And then so you start going deep, turn it around to 90 grand, and then you realize, hey, shit, I'm pretty good at this sales thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was great at it. I wasn't pretty good, dude. Yeah. I was, a, I had become, <laughs> I, within three years, I became a master. I became, I was in the top half of 1% of everybody in the automobile industry. Wow. So, and I'm in a little t- tiny town. I shouldn't be doing the kind of volumes I was doing. Where were you at? I'm 29 years old. I'm in Sulphur, Louisiana. Uh, I'm teaching other people now. Right. I mean, I've gone from now, I've gone from nobody to professional to master to now I'm passing on information to other people. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when the master starts teaching other people and you're actively doing the deal every day, mm-hmm. dude, all of a sudden everything just starts like, yeah. like you become like, a Brady, right? You yeah. become like, I start knowing things that are happening that nobody else can even see right. in a deal. You just sense it, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I could pick up everything, right? It's intuitive at a certain point. Yeah. <clears throat> totally intuitive, right? Yeah. And then at that point, you start getting, 
aspirations to go bigger and bigger with sales? I made, I made a decision when I was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. I said, that guy that I was studying, mm -hmm. I'm going to become him and bigger. Mm. And uh, oh, then wow. I got then I got turned on to some uh, late later in my career, like 30 years old. I get turned on to Tom Hopkins and Brian Tracy, all sales guys. Right. I'm studying all the sales guys. And I'm like, I am going to own this space one day. Mm -hmm. People will know I am the greatest living sales trainer, sales expert, sales master. They're going to say Bruce Lee, Grant Cardone. <laughs> and and and, to, yeah. I, and let me tell you, okay, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? The problem with that was, mm -hmm. and by the way, I achieved all that, right? And yeah. it's not bragging. No, if it's true. I, I was going to say that, that 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 is normal. I mean, even at my last sales job, that's how I got turned on to Grant yeah, Cardone. Yeah, yeah. In my last sales jobs, they would be like, "Oh, you got to get on Cardone. You you got to get the tapes. You got to get dude, this." Dude, dude, so I am amazing. the king of the space. Okay. What, is it, what does it feel like for you to think about being 25 to now us sitting on this deck in Malibu and you realizing your dream? Dude, we're gonna spend more money this week. Soak that in. We're gonna spend more money on this house this week. Yeah. Than I made that year. <laughs> that whole year selling cars. Wow. So, and I'm saying that to get people, to inspire people. Yeah. Like, like nobody shared that with me. Nobody shared the possibility with me, right? Yeah. Like, how does it feel? So I just want to go back to this one point though, because okay. this is really important. Okay. You see, when I made a decision, like I'm going to be bigger than Brian Tracy and Tom and all those guys, the guys I studied, my mentors, right? right. And I achieved that. Dude, the goal, you see, those were goals I set. They were too small. Because one day I looked up and I was 40 years old, 38, 39 years old, and I'm like, wow, that was nothing. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to tell, that's what I'm saying right now. Like, the goals you set, unfortunately, are capped mm -hmm. by your experiences mm -hmm. and your True. ability to think. So whatever you think you can do, mm -hmm. just multiply it times 10, mm -hmm. because you're going to be disappointed anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're probably not going to achieve it. Right. And if you do achieve it, okay, then, 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 because you can do more than you think, mm -hmm. right? My daughter, my seven-year-old, she doesn't know that one day she'll be able to bench press 100 pounds. Right. Right now, right now she can do, like, push-ups hard. Right. So, so it wouldn't be fair for her to set her goals today because she does not know what she's capable of because her body's going to grow and her mm -hmm. mind's going to grow and possibilities are going to grow. So would you recommend, that being said, that people right away aim big or aim in small momentum steps that take them big what, what would be your no, best i would tell you i would tell you that 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 to whatever you want to do mm -hmm. okay to multiply it many many times mm -hmm. Ten's just a nice number right so so whatever you think you can do look it's going to be harder than you think mm -hmm. whatever it is i don't care what it is Right. Getting a job as a waitress, it's hard, man. True. Okay? Uh, owning a restaurant, that's hard, too. Mm -hmm. Owning a hundred of them, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know? But I'm going to tell you, the payoff at owning a hundred restaurants is better than being a waitress. True, yeah. You know? It's like Problems Donald, are bigger. Yeah, it's like Donald Trump says. He says, uh, if you're going to be thinking anyways, might as if well be thinking If you're going to think, big. maybe think big. Yeah. You know? Now, totally now the problem is most people think too much and don't do anything. True. That's what I hate about Los Angeles. <laughs> That's so why you moved back to Florida, right? People here just think constantly, man. It's just constant yeah. ideas everywhere. <laughs> constant, man. Just endless ideas. I, I met a guy the other day. I, I, last time I saw him was seven years ago. He, he starts running. I, I could finish his sentence. 
So, yeah. dude, you were running that freaking tape seven years ago, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do something. Same situation, nothing yeah. changes. Okay, so then you're in your late 30s at that point, and yeah. you realize you got to where you want to be. And then when did you have the goal, the aspiration to become bigger and bigger and bigger? In, that, in the late 30s, you said, I want to keep going? Well, what happened to me was I got sat really satisfied right. in my mid-30s. Okay. About 40. Probably. Financially, About 30. financially oh, yeah. professionally. I was, I was doing great. I, I had become top sales trainer in the world, mm-hmm. um, working all the time, doing 250 gigs a year. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I was a businessman yet. Mm. You know, I had one company. Right. And I'm like, it's in the business. Right. People pay me. I'd fly out to them. They'd pay me. I'd speak and I'd leave. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a fraud. Right. You know, I'm making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Got the car, single dude, got a house in La Jolla, but I didn't feel like a businessman. Yeah. I, I was a speaker. I wasn't a businessman. I was a speaker. I was training people. Right. right? And so just, you were successful, but not fulfilled. I wasn't a businessman. I right. wanted to be a businessman. And you don't go spend five years in college to become a salesperson. Right. Or a speaker. You, yeah. Or a speaker. I didn't go to spend 17 years in schools uh, because I wanted to be uh, trade my time for money. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't feel like a legitimate businessman, even though I was consulting businesses on how to grow their sales. Right. But I'm coming home saying, this isn't a business. Yeah. So I started my second business. Mm-hmm. I had a partner. Uh, we scaled out to automotive. Mm-hmm. I quit doing just automotive. He, he did that okay. so I could scale out to these other businesses. That was the second company. The third company was a real estate business. I started in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then I'm starting to feel like, man, dude, I got a little yeah. shit. I can do this in more than one space. Yeah. And you start getting that confidence, right? Yeah. You get those wins, adding yeah. up that momentum. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I was making, I don't know, I was making really, you know, at that mm-hmm. time it was like that was really serious money. And then I plateaued mm. and I got comfortable. Right. And, um, and I got bored. Yeah. What happens when I get bored, man? Oh, no good. Bad shit happens. <laughs> and when did you meet Elena? When did, when did the love of your life, Elena, well, come in? Well, the that was one of the problems, right? I had three businesses. I had the real estate working. Um, I'm, 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 I'm settling in because I have more than I can spend. I'm playing golf three times a week. <laughs> And I live in this great house. I'm dating all these different chicks. And yeah. I'm unhappy as hell, dude. Wow. Then I go see the counselor because, you, know, you, you know, I'm a guy that wants, I, I don't mind getting help, right? right? So I'm like, hey, what's wrong with me, man? And then they start diagnosing you. Oh, you mm-hmm. lost your dad. You lost your brother. Mm-hmm. You got this problem. You got that problem. They start re- recommending medication again, calling me a depressant, a yeah. bipolar dude. I'm like, you know, I didn't come in here to get on more drugs, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, one, one thing was, uh, you know, I was missing the chick in my life. Right. I got everything, but I'm sleeping with a different person every night. Yeah. And, and that, it, that I wasn't, wasn't as fun as you thought it would be? Uh, you know, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, it's still lonely. Right. It was fun. But I wasn't looking for fun, man. I was mm-hmm. looking for expansion, right? And you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't build an empire. You know, Lena talks about the empire a lot, but you can't build an empire and, and, you know, just having strangers right. come in and out of your life. Absolutely. And it might be fun. It might be James Bondish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and you think you want it because you read some penthouse when you were freaking 12. Right. Okay. This dude read his, he's, he, he reads his. Sh- <laughs> and, and, but, but, dude, it was not fulfilling. So mm-hmm. when I was 40, 
43 years mm -hmm. old. I, I sold my house in San Diego, moved to Los Angeles, met Elena. And I'm like, that's the one. You remember the first time you saw Elena? Totally. Maybe we could get Elena on the show. Elena, Come on in, on. Elena. Come on in here. Yeah. Let's hear this story. Come on in. So there's two sides to every story. So let, let's hear it. Let's hear it from both people. So Grant, first time you met Elena, give us a full breakdown. Give us a scenario. We, a buddy of mine had a, uh, was doing a, a shoot, a commercial shoot. Mm. She was in it. Okay. And I come down to look at it. I'm watching them. It's 1230 at night. It's late at night yeah. in downtown Los Angeles. Keep in mind, I just sold the house on the beach right. in La Jolla. Very similar view to what we have right here. Amazing. And um, I sell everything, move to Los Angeles. I know no one in L.A. Yeah. I went there to meet her. I didn't know her. So you went there because you believed that you're... I knew, I knew my, my girl was in L.A. <laughs> How did you know that? I don't know. You just had that premonition. Just... Yeah, and I followed it. I sold my house, sold everything, left everything. Wow. Drove up there, stayed, lived in a hotel for nine months. <sighs> Met her the first night. No way. First night first I was night there. First in L.A.? Dude, I drove up. I didn't even check into my room, okay? Drove up. Mitch has the shoot. She's there. I'm yeah. like, Mitch, who's the chick, man? I'm, I went and introduced myself. He's the director. And, <laughs> oh, okay. and, and I said, Mitch, Mitch, you got her number? He's like, yeah, I got it. I said, give it to me. He's like, I can't do that, man. It's against policy. I yeah. said, dude, give me the freaking number, okay? Yeah. Or I'm going to tear this trailer apart. Just give, give me the number. Yeah. So he slips it to me. I said, spill it, drop it, whatever. Yeah. I get it, and I start calling her, right? Yeah. Is this a true story? Absolutely. So you guys, did you guys, like, shake hands with me? She there? hated me, man. You guys didn't say anything that first night. You just got the number first night. I saw him in the trailer briefly. Myself. I'm yeah. Grant Cardone. I, I don't even remember. I just briefly saw him, didn't register yeah. on the radar, nothing. Okay. Then he calls me, mm -hmm. and I'm like, how did you get my number? I was offended that my number was given out. Right. Then we have this phone conversation, and, you know, he hates this part of the story, but it does come around. Okay. Um, but I remember at one point he was like, you know, when people hang around me, their lives tend to get better. And I was like, this that was is my opening. So selling, selling, always cheesy. Selling. I was like, I felt like I was, you it know, it was cheesy. Just it was those, terrible. Just, but, but, the, but the thing is, is yeah. it turned out to be true. Right. And, and such a massive level than more than I ever could have imagined. But at that time yeah. I'm single chick. I'm an actress in LA. Right. I, I've been through the BS stories of like, just, you know, right. The dreamers. But, but you see, see, what happened for me was I really forgot the sales cycle, okay? Right. Because I became, I just knew immediately when I saw her, I'm like, that's the one, man. That's yeah. the chick. And I'm like, I was so excited. I'm like, look, man, when people are around me, things get better because my life had gotten better, right? Sure, yeah. And the people around me that hung out with me, their, their lives had gotten better. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking, I'm already into the whole fantasy. I'm making babies with her and stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm like, man, we're <laughs> going to have an unbelievable life, right? I'm thinking that. I'm not telling her that. Right. I'm like, and, and it just comes out of my mouth, the wrong pitch. You know, because she wasn't ready. No, 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 no. That just was completely like not my reality. And we hung up the phone and I was like, I never thought anything of it again. I will never talk to that guy again. Yeah. I mean, it just, it wasn't even like, like yeah. I hated what? him or it was just uh, non-existent. I was like just Casper. Didn't even you remember Casper the Ghost? Yeah, absolutely. That was me. Yeah. In that call. Yeah. And you could tell when you were talking to her that I knew she was feeling sure, dude. I knew for sure because I know sales cycles. But you could tell she wasn't feeling you right away? Dude, you, I knew there was matter. no zero interest, okay? I knew when I hung up, I'm like, oh, wow, man. I, I, I went for the clothes before the, it wasn't even ready, right? There was nothing ready, okay? <laughs> yeah. Number one. Number two, I had this saying, no one thing. Mm -hmm. you can, there's not one thing that you can say that will ever blow a deal. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? I mean, I could have called her and said, let's have sex right now over the phone. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing you can say that will blow a deal. I if like it's going to be a deal, dude, if, if, if it's the right deal for everybody, mm-hmm. not you can't say one or two things that are going to blow a deal. Right. So I just knew, okay, I just got to, it was premature. It was mm-hmm. too early. She's not ready yet. Yeah. And I just put her in my follow-up program. Yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> then he called me twice a month, every month for 13 months and left a message on my machine. It was back in those days. And so at the time... No return phone calls. Now, now you guys that are watching, y'all want to do this thing. You got to figure out how to do it without stalking. Okay, you got to figure <laughs> out how to do it where it's, where it's polished. Ele- elegant persistence. Elegant, okay. Yeah, I, know, I was never scared. I never felt threatened yeah. by the messages. I just deleted them. It was just like, oh, that's that guy, blah, blah, blah. You what know? were the messages like? Do you remember what he was saying on the voice I channel? remember one where I was like, oh, God. Um, I hate I hate to do this. Let it out. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I remember when he was like, oh, I'm just like, you know, in my jacuzzi, mm-hmm. looking at the beach. I'm in La Jolla, just thinking about you wanted to say hi, you know, and, and, and that was it. And I was like, oh, it, but but it wasn't his fault. It was it was all the other past people mm-hmm. that I had encountered right. that I put that judgment on him, mm. you know, like, I mean, that could, that was like a nice message, but in my interpretation, it was like this rich guy who thinks he can buy girls. And, mm. you know, I was, yeah. I, I was so it? independent. I didn't, I didn't, and, like, and, and, no and, guy could have. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to do through, that. Yeah. That, that, that. I wasn't trying to like, you Just know, hook up. You're trying to do something meaningful. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and, 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 and I, it, you know, and I was actually genuinely like, I wasn't trying to impress her. Right. Right. <laughs> or I was completely unconscious to what I'm trying yeah, to do, but, yeah. but, but it was just, it was just bad. Right. Yeah. It, but, 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 but I knew when I'd hang up with her, okay, no interest, no interest. I called my mom. I met my wife. I know who's going to be my wife now, <laughs> even though there's no interest, zero wow. interest. Right? So what, what was it about her? There must've been something. Uh, the way she looks, man. She's just mocked up the way I like, you know, yeah. and, 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 uh, um, just the style. I, I yeah. just, just that, that I think people know, like when they meet somebody, like it feels right. You yeah, know? Just like when I met there. you, dude, I'm like, he's a good dude. You know? I appreciate. I that. don't know that to be true. Oh, it is, know? my man. But, 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 you know, I'm willing to go with my intuition sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, I called her for I called her 26 times. Right. I'm counting them. 20. When she go? When she go? When's it gonna happen? And never responded. No zero. Zero, zero response. And you're still calling. Showing up where she is. Yeah. I, I, can, I can interject another small short story. Let's do it. I went to a chiropractor mm-hmm. um, I was friends with, and he said, I want to hook you up on a date. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. He's this phenomenal guy. He's in town visiting from Florida. Will you go on a date with him? And I said, well, yeah, I'll go on a date with him, blah, blah, blah. Here's my number. Blah, blah, blah. And so right before I'm supposed to go on this date, I call my doctor friend guy and I say, okay, now give me all the information because I'm going to meet him out and right. blah, blah, blah. And he says, oh, this is a great guy. Da, da, da. His name is Gary Cardone. I went, Cardone as in like, does he know Grant Cardone? Yeah, it's his identical twin brother. I said, cancel the date. I will not go out with him. Forget it. Wow. Dude, my twin brother tells me he's got a date with Elena. What was your name? Lions. Lions. Wow. I'm like, oh my God, dude, this can't be the happening. It's a coincidence. Total, Total coincidence. coincidence. Oh my God. I mean, so my twin brother's telling me he's about to go on a date with her. Yeah. Now I get all these freaking memories of all the times I've skated yeah, yeah. his chicks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, payback's going to be so bad here. <laughs> right? So, 
So skated, for those of you who don't know, is a term where, where you steal somebody's deal Yeah. in the sales world. So I'm like, oh my God, this can't happen. I got to undo this. She, fortunately, she undid it for me. I didn't have to go to my brother and tell him anything. Yeah. So when he tells you right away, you're like, oh, I'm talking to her. You, you said you played, played, played it cool, yeah, played it like, cool. like he didn't care because mm -hmm. if he would have cared, then it would have been game on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been ugly. So you're like, oh, that's cool. I don't know what I said. I, I got terrified. So then you canceled the date. Canceled it. Wouldn't know. I was like, not my type. Will not do it. And then what's the final straw where you go, okay, fine, I'll give this guy a try. What was it that, that Grant did that pushed you over the edge and said, you know what, we'll give him a chance? No, look at me, man. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. I, I, have, I have kryptonite, you know, mm -hmm. weak in the knees when it comes to guns. I was com competition shooting mm -hmm. back then, sporting clay and trap. Nice. And uh, he left a message on my machine and said, hey, your friend, blah, 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 said that you like this. I rented the gun range and, and I know everybody at the range and I know what day it's closed. And, yeah. and, I was, and he said, so if you want to go, you can come with me. Picked up the phone. Call me right back. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I mean. That was going to yeah. be, that was a, that was a win, uh, Thursday. Saturday was the shooting. She hangs up. I'm in. Mm. I, I, the next thing, I hang up the phone and I make another call. I call this chick I was going out with Friday. Yeah. I said, we're off. Yeah. Can't make it. I'm not doing Friday night. She's like, well, what happened? I said, I'm going out Saturday with my wife. You're married? I said, no, I'm not married, but I'm going to be. <laughs> So I don't want to waste any more of your time. Wow. That's great. So you guys go to the gun range? Yeah. And then what's the first date like? Good rapport? Is he funny? Come across cheesy? What's that like from your perspective? He, he, he didn't seem cheesy. Um, I didn't consider it a date. I, I considered it free shooting. No, absolutely That's not. What you to know. Hell no. Mm-mm. On the way home, in the car. Down, down so the 405. So full of work. <laughs> and then after that, you sparks right away? No. Really? No, no. So there's still more persistence. No. Then, then, it, then I went away for a little bit longer. Then he, then he came, became friends with my friends. That's code for. That's, yeah. You want, you want to tell that part? There's an old Italian thing. I went to Italy. All right. I was single, dude. I'm in Italy. All and right. They said, look, man, when you're in Italy, dude, if you find a chick you like, don't talk to her. Mm. Talk to her friends. Mm. Yeah. I said, well, how far do I go with this concept, dude? <laughs> Sky's as the limit. You want. <laughs> so what I did was I found her girlfriends, right. and I found one that I could sleep with. Right. Right. And so honestly, that it would make her feel safe. It totally did. I was like, he can hang out now. He's like, all, he's, he's good because yeah. I'm hitting this over here. Yeah. She's like, I'm cool. I'm invited in. Right. Safe, dog. <laughs> Get it. So how long is the whole process from the day you guys check met? Check this out. The check day? check the power of the decision. All okay? right. Let's hear it. The chick that I'm sleeping with is her friend. Mm -hmm. We'd have sex, mm -hmm. and she would tell me, you and Elena would be perfect for each other. She said, was having this sex is magic. with him, this and is she magic. came to me and said, you know, you really need to think about Grant Cardone. I was like, that is, I mean, I am sorry. When your friend is sleeping with a guy, right. I mean, I was like, that is disgusting disgusting not that but right. don't know yeah it was friend sex you know it was like well, yeah. you know you guys have all, everybody's done this before right? it was mutually casual mutually yes. casual yeah it was just it, everybody knew yeah. it wasn't going any place it wasn't even that good yeah for either <laughs> one of us frankly 
It was a means to an end, right? It was a means to an end. Man, I do whatever I got to do, man. It's whatever it takes. Wow, they're going deep on our stories today. <laughs> whatever it takes. We yeah, haven't revealed as much It's like an Oprah breakdown here, I know. And then, okay, so then after that, what's the timeline from the time you guys meet till the day you guys tie the knot? Well, I could have hooked up with her. I, I could have. I could have asked her right there from the get-go. We went out to a sushi restaurant. That's the night you fell in love with me. Baloney. No, I carried you across the street, remember? Your foot was hurt? That's not my hip. I picked her up, carried her across Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Okay? And she's like, damn, he's strong, too. That did impress me. Because right. I, I, I had this idea in my head, 6'2". Right. You know, I had to be able to wear heels. I, again, it came from past a, a past sure. guy that was like, you, why do you always wear heels? I'm like... I, I, why are you trying to shrink me? Right. Let yeah. me be. If you're like too wimpy and, you know, make me feel big, I don't want to be with you. I want to feel little. I want to feel like a girl. Yeah. You know? And he's never. You talking about Gerard Butler? Uh, <laughs> he, he's not short, but shut up. No, I know. I know. Um, she dated Butler. Uh, no way, really? I yeah. am not. Cool guy? That is not. I am not. Cool what? Uh -huh. The hell? <laughs> she dated Butler. Cool. What did he do? That movie 400? I said, try one billion. So then, so then after that, you guys tie the knot, and then right away, you guys start building your life dead. over here, or did you guys move back to no, Florida? No, 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 We were in L.A., dude. I, I, we we went, went out. We uh, She's so fun, too. She, we, First night we went out, we went to a sushi joint. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't get the vibe yet, but I, I could tell I was breaking her down, right? right. So, it was the first time I went. Oh, he's, he's we, we, I, I We were in little. Santa Barbara at that wedding. Went up to that wedding. The, but that's when we kind of hooked up, yeah. yeah that's when kinda. we did hook up. Yeah. So, so. Uh, He's like, yeah. So, uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and then she she still wasn't ready, though. She she yeah. wasn't ready for a long-term relationship. It had nothing to do with me, man. That's right. So true. You know? And this is really important for people to understand, man. Like, if you can just figure to work your deal out, it's not always about you. Sure. She had some work she had to do. Absolutely. Truth is, she wasn't ready for me. No. Mm -hmm. Okay? She hadn't done her own work on herself. Right. To actually deserve me. Mm -hmm. Now I know that's going to sound really arrogant to a lot of people. But that's sure. that was the, an yeah. a cognition I had had. Yeah. And you're only repeating that. Yeah, yeah. And and prior to this, I wasn't ready for her because mm -hmm. I hadn't done the work on myself to be deserving of a good chick. That's why I ended up in the garbage mill. Mm. So with those lessons learned, what would be your best advice to people? Both of you guys could chime in here on what it takes to be ready for a relationship and what are qualities to look for in a significant other. Well, number one, you need to love yourself, man. Mm -hmm. And you need to love your own dreams. Mm -hmm. So, like, I always tell, I told Elena when we got together, I said, look, man, I'll do anything for you. Anything, literally anything, mm -hmm. except one thing. Mm -hmm. I will not give up my dreams, right. okay? If I am demanded to, 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 to water down my dreams, give up my dreams, alter my dreams to be with you, mm -hmm. I will not do it, okay? Because mm -hmm. I believe that if I give up on my dreams, which most people do, right. they'll give up on everybody in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and that's the way it is today. It's, it's my dreams first, Elena, our marriage, and then the kids, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so. Um, Setting that expectation in the beginning. Yeah, that yeah. That was clear, yeah. And, 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 and being like, being a strong person that says, hey, I'm going for what I want. Mm -hmm. And I think she really trusted that, hey, this dude, this mm -hmm. guy's who he says he is. Right. He was congruent. And, and by the way, the first, prompt, first thing I told her, mm -hmm. people around me, their lives get better. Has your life got better? Hell yeah. Yeah. So, and she's made me better. Yeah. So I would tell people, don't compromise on the relationship you want. How, how important is it, do you think? And Elena, you could chime in on this one. How important is it 
to have a relationship because a lot of people, you know, they hustle, 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 but they don't have that balance when they don't have a significant other, they can get thrown off track. How important do you feel like it's been, Elena, um, both for yourself individually and being with Grant, that that's true? Like, how do you- I don't understand the question. How do you feel, how important do you feel like it is to have, be a team in achieving or building your empire? Well, it's like if I give 100% and he gives 100%, we're operating at 200%, whereas the one person that feels like he well, has to hustle, hustle. Well, we're probably operating hustle. at 1,000%, really. Well, that's true. But how do you get to that number? 100 times 100. Mm-hmm. It's 1,000. Uh, no, it's not. It's 10,000. I like it. I like 10,000 okay. better so than So it's a thousand. multiplier, right? Yeah. When yeah. she gets 50 and I get 50, you got two people giving a half. Mm-hmm. You got two broken people. Right. So the individual, like, and they need to be on the same page, man. Sure. Like, 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 and being on the same page doesn't mean she gets everything she wants or I get everything I want. It means we get on the same page. Mm-hmm. That means somebody's got to give up some reading material, mm-hmm. right? For me, for us to read this page, we had to give something else up. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've done. We've really like, I mean, she gave up a career mm-hmm. in the last five years. Yeah. You know? So Acting. The, yeah. Acting stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I've given up some things, right? So, right. so. You, you, you got to get everybody on the same page. You got, it's mm-hmm. got to be the right two people first, right. I think. And, 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 then, and then you got to keep recreating. Where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. we meet all the time on that. And, and she's been a, I mean, in addition to her being a great mother and, and you know, providing me with two beautiful kids and all that, she, she is a massive inspiration mm-hmm. for what she thinks I'm capable of. She believes in me more than I even believe in me. That's hard to believe Uncle G saying that. No, I'm serious. She wow. does, man. She's, uh, and, and she also knows. You want to tell them about why you want me to go do those big things? Yeah, because the first time I told Grant, mm-hmm. I want you to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. he got really upset at me and really mad at me. How can you expect that? You don't know what it's like to go. You're not slinging hammers. You don't know what it takes. Why would you say that? Boom, this massive. No, I, was I blew like, up big time. And yeah. then he chilled then, out. The reason I blew up, though, is because, man, here I am punching and shoving. I'm, I'm winning fights and I'm in the ring and I'm like, I'm doing this. And, and she's talking about a number that I can't like. I'm like, dude, I don't have time to get to that number. Right. She's been talking about this for a couple of years. Years. Now. Yeah. And every time she, I just want to punch her in the face, man. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. You know, and then and then she's just like, no, you can. You can. And because you can, you should. Mm-hmm. And the reason and the reason is, is because when you're around a guy like Grant Cardone or all the entrepreneurs out there that have that spirit and that ferociousness, mm-hmm. if they are not one million percent committed to a ginormous game, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone in their vicinity is going to get devoured. And I'm the closest one to him. So if he's not playing big games, it gets turned on me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I sure, need to, yeah, yeah, you know what, yeah. I need to be. Uh, not his enemy, but his ally and focus him in like that yeah, direction yeah, yeah, away yeah. And, from and, me. And, 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 you know, and remember what I said about earlier when I got out of that treatment center, right? Time was my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. So when I don't have something happening, mm-hmm. I'm looking for action. Right. She knows that about me. She knows, she knows that about herself. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we want action. People want action. I want action. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really my belief that, I mean, the drug of our society today is boredom. True. People are bored, mm-hmm. yeah. dude. People Listen. are bored. Mm-hmm. They're Listen. mediocre. They're not happy. They're making sense. I had a guy today tell me he makes six hundred grand a year selling real estate. I'm like, dude, how do, how do you even live on that? Yeah. 
And he's like, not like this. Is he's what like, he said. what? <laughs> I don't live the way you do. I said, no, dude, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Right. How do you make sense of 600? Mm -hmm. You're selling homes in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got a guy that you compete with that makes uh, eight times what you make, nine mm -hmm. times what you make. Mm -hmm. How do you make sense of it? Mm -hmm. And he, he didn't get it that he's making sense of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I grew up poor. I didn't ask you how you grew up. Yeah. Okay. Matter? Bro, you pick somebody in Ethiopia, you, you know, you could make a quarter and be doing better than them. True. Right? So, True. so she just won't let me make sense of where we are mm -hmm. because she knows the next destination mm -hmm. holds something, an adventure for both of us. Mm -hmm. And it keeps us both producing and creative. I like that. And I want to touch on something you just said there because I was listening to one of your tapes the other day and you said that... Um, you know, people who say like, oh, I don't want to be rich or I don't want to do well. Yeah. I said, man, you're selfish. Yeah. Because you might not want to, but what about the people you could help? What about mm -hmm. your family? Yeah, yeah. What about being a contributing member of society? Yeah. So can you touch a little bit on that and share with the audience your thoughts on uh, people who say like, oh, money, it's not all about money or being rich and all that. Yeah, yeah. L listen to what you're saying, you know. The, the, I say, hey, man, you should, you should make this guy today. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had four coaching sessions. People came over here and I sat down with him and I said, why don't you make more money, man? He's like. I don't need to, man. That's about him. Right. He's talking about himself. Mm -hmm. Listen to what you're saying. You're talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I do all right. Again, you're talking about yourself, man. Mm -hmm. If you made six million rather than six hundred, could you give some money away? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could. Well, how much money did you give away last year? Uh, n none. Why not? You know what? I'll tell you why, son. You're selfish. Mm -hmm. You're selfish. You need to make so much money and have so much success that you got overflow. You're like, I got to give some of this away to get rid of it. You need that fuck you money you talk exactly, about. Exactly, man. The F you money, man. <laughs> you know? Now, the F you money doesn't mean you're a mean person. It means you, you, you get to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, mm -hmm. right? You get to overpay for stuff and it can't hurt you. Right. Most people cannot do that because mm -hmm. they're too selfish. Mm -hmm. You know? If you listen to people, they say, uh, I don't like sales. Right. Who are they talking about? Themselves. Yeah. I don't like speaking in public. Talking about yourself. How about this? I don't like social media. I don't uh, like some yeah, yeah. Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I don't want to go on a date because I don't like blind dates. Selfish. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I'm not an extrovert. You're selfish. Mm -hmm. all, all these things are about the individual. Yeah, about I don't yourself. have time. It's selfish. I have kids. It's selfish. Mm -hmm. It's not just selfish when you blame your kids. You got kids? Nope. When somebody says, I can't do it because I got kids, dude, that ain't just selfish. Mm -hmm. That's freaking like, that is like atrocious that you mm -hmm. would blame a six and an eight-year-old. <laughs> for your lack of success. For yeah. anything. Okay. Yeah, true. You don't know what it's like to be me. I'm a single parent. No, you're selfish is what you are. Mm -hmm. Rather than figuring out, hey, man, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure my way out of this deal, which is mm -hmm. very unselfish, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, because to get out of the trap you're in, whatever the trap is, poor, middle class, just making it, right. not fulfilling yours, dude, it takes a lot of unselfish activity, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You got to reach a lot of people. Me doing this interview with you today, completely right. unselfish. True. You know, so, and those are the guys. If you study history, man, the people that we talk about, mm -hmm. every one of them, obsessed, maniacs, Relentless. Relentless. Yeah. Extremely unselfish yeah. for the most part. Yeah. It's very true. And how important do you think passion is to that? 
because the, the show is called The Passionate Few, and one of the common denominators among everybody we interview in obsession is passion. You, know, yeah, you can't yeah. have obsession without passion. So yeah. you want to chime in a little bit on that? What, how important do you think passion is to live in your dream life? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think about passion a lot mm -hmm. because I'm obsessed. Right. So I think obsession is, I mean, if you can give yourself permission to be obsessed, mm -hmm. passion will not be your problem. Mm, I like that. What will be your problem? is bigger problems. You, <laughs> yeah. You'll have just giant problems. I mean, somewhere along the line, I think us together, we just decided to trade in our little problems mm -hmm. for some big giant ones. Because mm -hmm. you're gonna have me the way. Right. You're gonna have problems. Right. So I'm like, why don't we trade in for some big ones? Yeah. You know? Some bigger problems with some bigger balances. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. So yeah. in 2000, uh, I guess 2009, the bank, San Diego National Bank mm -hmm. was a regional bank. Mm -hmm. I owed them $42 million. $42 million? Yeah. Wow. And they, they, they were f failing. Yeah. The bank was failing. Right. And so the, the, the bank failed. A new bank came in, yeah. and the bank called my loans. Yeah. And th they were due. Yeah. They had matured. It's 2009, though. Oh, man. So there's no place to go. Yeah. And I said to myself that day, I said, I will never have a $42 million problem ever again. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give me some big problems, because if I owed 400 million, if I owed 400 million to the bank, yeah, they wouldn't have treated me the way they did if I owed them 42 million. Really? Wow. If I owed them 400 million, mm -hmm. they'd have stepped in and helped me out. Yeah, that's true. So you scale it bigger. That's interesting. Get and you some big problems, man. Yeah. Big, giant. Because the problems will never go away, right? No, it's just yeah. okay. I got to fix my dishwasher and it costs 200 bucks. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I got to fix. 4,000 dishwashers, mm -hmm. and it's going to cost me, you know, 100 grand, 800,000. Yeah. And I, I know, too, there's an audio program where you talk about if money's your problem, then you always have two problems. Because now, if you want to fix the car, now you got a problem with yeah, fixing the yeah, car and the yeah. problem of paying for fixing yeah, the car. Yeah, exactly. And so you double it up without having that kind of money. Yeah, thing. yeah. So let's retract back because there's a couple questions that people wrote in for, and a lot of them are asking this common question about what happens when you're stuck in a rut? Yeah. You're not good at what you're doing. I think there's one person that even said, like, we just opened a restaurant in the beginning. We were enthusiastic. We're six months in. We're committed to it. But just, you know, we can't figure it out. What would be your best advice to people, whether they have a, a dream, an obsession, but they just don't have that momentum? What would be your Grant Cardone's best advice? Go get 10 restaurants. The game's not big enough for them anymore. They, they've lost interest in the game. Yeah. They did the restaurant. Mm -hmm. It went well for a little while, and then they lost interest. Mm -hmm. You know, so grow the problems. Yeah, you grow got, the scale. You got, you got, you, if you're not going to scale, mm -hmm. you're going to you're going to if you're not going to scale out this way, you're you're not you're going to sooner or later. Whether it's parenting, teaching, policemen, mm -hmm. military, dude, you need you need to empires are not lost during wartime. Mm -hmm. They're lost in peacetime. Mm, I like that. Okay, so you need a game. You need a battle. You need something. Where there, you need some major activity. Mm -hmm. Alexander the Great was 16 years old and had conquered most of planet Earth. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, how many story. people read it? I'm only 12. Yeah, so what, bro? Like you are already be in a war, right? <laughs> but yeah. but it's got to be more than your phone. You got to be doing something big. I know I know 12 yeah. years old, 12 year old kids that are out there pitching right now. So so in a sense, what you're saying is by growing your responsibilities, you're forcing yourself to not even have an option and not be interested. 
Is that, is that, totally, is that a good assessment totally. of it? Because you got so much going on, yeah, man. There's so, so many little battles happening. Yeah, that's really interesting. Right? It's, it's kind of like people you don't say have to you, worry about passion or motivation. Yeah, it's kind of like people who say if you want to get a lot done, add more to your plate. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Because then you don't have time to like stop and Absolutely. think, whatever. Like uh, I think the analogy is like when your mom, you know, when you're younger and your mom says, "Hey, clean your room." By the time I get back home, and you have five hours to do it, you only do it the five minutes when you see her pulling in the driveway. Yeah, so yeah, quick, exactly. you get more done with that pressure. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Put more pressure anytime, on yourself. Anytime, anytime, my group tells me, man, we got too much going on. I walk in the office in Miami. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this. We already got too much going on. Really? Yeah. If I hear that three times, I add another project. <laughs> and we'll then all of a sudden ahead. I'm like, okay, you're going to say we got too much going on? Yeah. Try this one. Yeah. Let's do another conference. And you got 77 days to sell it out. Then they have so much going on. No one can talk about how much they got going on. It works every there's time, no time to talk about how much is going every on. Every time it yeah. works. Every time it works. And what's your what's your uh, strategy for time management? Because I see you got the podcast, you got Cardone Zone, you're selling, you're on the phones, you got the team meeting. I mean, how do you manage all that? You have a tight schedule. I don't. Or? I don't manage time. Really? So you just go I in create there. Create time. So the whole thing is create is, time, man. What do you mean by that? Create it. I make time. I create money. I create time. I create interest. I create attention. Mm -hmm. You know, I what? create. I create. I create it. Right. Mm -hmm. Create money. You know. So creating money allows you to facilitate more time to have space to delegate or, or, things? Or you just, you just add time. You figure out when, when Sabrina was born, our first born. Mm -hmm. So every morning I would get up an hour early. I created time. Mm -hmm. I would get up just a little earlier, grab the baby. Elena would get some sleep. She appreciated that. Mm -hmm. I would take the baby out to the pavilions. We'd smell grapefruits and, and cherries. And, mm -hmm. and, and she doesn't have I a need language too many yet. jelly belly beans. Yeah, well, I'd give her a jelly bean, right? And we had that time. <laughs> Yeah. And so you create time, right? Rather than making an excuse, I don't have time to go surfing mm -hmm. yesterday. I don't have time today. Mm -hmm. When grab my board right then. Mm -hmm. I'm going to create time and mm -hmm. do this. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So you kind of just brush it into existence, brush all the other shit out of the way. I don't way, manage time. And you make it happen. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not trying to manage something that doesn't even exist. Mm -hmm. So what dude, happens dude, when you have overlapping dude, time, priorities? Time, time, Where did the 24-hour clock come from? Yeah, socially constructed. It's, yeah. all it's all made up. It's all, it's all made bullshit. Up, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You got people spending time and energy talking about, oh my God, I can't wait till the weekend. Dude, it's all made up. You're, you're, you're waiting for something nah. that was freaking contrived yeah. by some guy like 9,000 years, 9, years ago. years ago, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. And they base their whole life, their existence. Mm -hmm. oh, hey, let's call today Sunday. Yeah. Uh, let's call tomorrow Monday. It's all made up. All this shit's made up. Yeah. You know? I love it. Yeah. So you see life for what it is, not for yeah. what it's just made up to Is be. there 24 hours? I don't know if there's 24 hours. <laughs> but you're loving every minute of it. You know? <laughs> I don't know if there's 365 days. I don't yeah. know what today is. Today's Monday or Tuesday. Right. Monday. Monday. Right? I don't know what time it is right now. Mm. My, like my watch. What, time, what does my watch say right now? I can't read that, man. There's too many things going on yeah, on that it one. Says, it says two till one. I don't know how many watches I have, but I know it's a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't even set the time on them. I don't set the time. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't wear this to see what time it is. I don't care, man. I want to know what time it is. I, hey, what time is it? 502, and I'm right is there to tell right you. Right now? Yes, it is. Yeah. See? So, so let me ask you a couple more in closing before we wrap up is when it comes to the mindset of money, because I think that's where most people are stuck. What would be your best advice to people who want to make a lot of money and don't have the right vehicle? Where do yeah. they go to find the right vehicle? Because I think that's a lot of people live in delusion of that. You know, I want to be wealthy. I want to be rich. But then they're, you know, working at McDonald's. Well, I, I, or... I, I, number one, it's a great question. I, I don't think most people think about money enough. Mm. I, I, you know, I think most people don't think about money at all. Mm -hmm. 
you hear people say, you know, do what you love. How many times have you heard this? And the yeah. money will follow. Yeah, yeah the money will come. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's just stupid. I don't know who came up with it, yeah. who, how they sold it. I've heard really successful guys say this too. Like, I'm like, man, you need to think about what you're saying. It's kind of like the one that says, it's the journey, not the destination. You heard that one? Yeah. That's some bullshit too, okay? Dude, it, we couldn't wait to get here. Mm-hmm. The journey is not what I wanted. It was <laughs> the destination. Okay, I wanted to be at this house. I wanted to be in the surf. I wanted to be playing with my kids, right? right. I want the score. Mm-hmm. So with money, unfortunately, we're taught, don't talk about money. It's a huge mm-hmm. problem, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about financial literacy. I'm talking about just completely wrong data. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong data on money. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what if you were brought up and your parents told you money matters, mm-hmm. don't be poor, don't be middle class, mm-hmm. get rich. What if you were told your whole life, get rich, make it a priority to get rich, create wealth, mm-hmm. create indestructible amounts of wealth. What if you were told that your entire life? Oh, what yeah. if the school is taught it is your responsibility to be rich? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a culture in America has more money than any other culture. Mm-hmm. The Asians. Yes. You know why? Because it's like, get that freaking money, man. Yeah. Go get that money. Money is an important thing because yeah. they know it gives them freedom. It's a priority, yeah. Exactly. It's not it's like a, a taboo or whatever. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and with, really with, interesting. with the American community, probably, probably the Hispanic community, the black community, like, I mean, almost every community except mm-hmm. Haitians. Yeah. Money doesn't matter. That's true. And yep. it's true. Is it a, be then satisfied? It, then the question would be: Is it a coincidence that those cultures that don't like talking about it end up being some of the lowest income cultures out there? Is totally there a correlation did. there? Yeah. Look at the Hispanic really community: lowest incomes, uh, uh, lowest savings rates, mm-hmm. most debt. You know. So now, what are you forced to do? I got to eat shit food. It's <laughs> cheap. Yeah. Dude, if people don't think this whole thing's not a scam, come on. Right. There's too much of this been put together, mm-hmm. right? I can buy. I can buy the worst products for the least amount of money, mm-hmm. right? I can get a credit card with no money. Right. I can get a hamburger for almost nothing, mm-hmm. okay? Because those people are being imprisoned. Yeah. But, but, but you'd have to be financially illiterate to go for the program, mm-hmm. right? So my goal, my mission really for the next 25 years is to tell people, look, you got to get rich. If you want freedom, mm-hmm. right? If you want freedom, you have to... You got to rewire this whole middle class thing. Mm-hmm. Poor people are not the problem in this country. The middle class is the biggest problem in this country. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are funding the college debt, $1.3 trillion in college debt. Right. They're the ones buying the homes, getting indebted for 30 years. Mm-hmm. The debt's not the problem on a home. It's the inability to move once I buy that house, mm-hmm. right? So, so yeah, man, it's, like it, 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 it's, you know, what if you were told, get rich from the get go? Yeah. And then what is rich? Is it a million? Two million? Five million? Ten million? Yeah. I love that. Nobody really even does the math. Yeah, man. yeah. Nobody quantifies. They don't intensify it, so it no. doesn't happen. Yeah. So, so. And then if you look why, at the people that do just, create it, they put, they made it a priority. They made it, nobody accidentally gets Yeah, like, like, like yeah. we're taught algebra. Did you do algebra? Mm-hmm. Trigonometry? Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. I did. You have to okay. in high school. So, but what is that? <laughs> yeah. Why not just how much money you need to do anything in life? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, who's going to teach that class? Mm-hmm. A guy making 50 grand a year? Yeah, exactly. Who's never done it himself? Yeah. So what is he going to tell you? Just have enough to be happy. What is that about? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. Man? Selfish. Again, selfish. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 
So in closing, we always play this, this game. It's called first things first. Yeah. So the game works like this. I'm going to say 10 words or phrases, and then yeah. you tell me the first word or phrase that comes to okay. mind. Got okay. it? Okay, I can do that. The only rule is that you can't repeat yourself. Make sense? I got it. Okay, Elena's going to play too. She, she no, can't no, no, repeat no. my word. No, 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 I'm good, okay. I'm good, I'm good. I like it. We could do one. How about this? How about I do it to you, and then you can do it to Elena? Mm. That'd be sick. All right. So here we go. So number one, you ready? Yeah. Freedom. Money. Number two <laughs> is family. Uh, Sabrina and Scarlett and Mama. Legacy. Legacy, man. Legacy, man. Dude, I hope I have one. Mm. Your past. What? Your past. My past? I don't even think about it much. Mm. It's really hard. I have to work to, to, to bring it up. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm so not interested in it. Mm -hmm. Your future? Um, a thousand years. Mm. Your companies? Uh, the companies, huh? The companies. Let's see, man. I mean, you know, opportunity. Mm. Your mission? My mission is to educate. Failure? Uh, wrong choices. People, wrong choices. And then limitations? Limitations. A body? Mm. Last one, you ready? Yeah. Success. Duty. Ooh, I love it. Duty. Mr. Cardone, thanks yeah. for being on the yeah. show today. Yeah. And real quick, we want to hear you do a little first things first with Elena. Okay. So you want uh, to give her a shot? Sex with me. Is amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Just any word, huh? Any word or phrase that comes to mind in the first. Yeah, family. Opinion. Family. I like the family one. My heart. Yeah. Travel. Adventurously fun. Yeah. Um, Grant Cardone. My hero. Come on, man. Uh, let's see. How many? What am I on? Like You're on four. four. So this is, number, this is the fifth one. Jonathan Livingston. Well. Um, failures. Drug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, spirituality. Immortality. Yeah. Um, Three more. Another kid. If it's meant to be, I'm down. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else I got? Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Go big. And then book. Be obsessed or be average or millionaire booklet. Oh, I thought you were going to say build an empire. Oh, mine. Yeah. Well, I thought you okay. Build an empire. Anyway, she's about to get a book deal. Oh, very cool. Yeah, stand on, by your man. Stand build by Build an man. empire. Is that what it's going to be really yeah. cool? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Maybe not. Very cool. So in wrapping, Grant, anything you want to share with uh, the audience? You want to give them a camera? No. If you could have Grant yeah. Cardone's 30 seconds speech to the world, final words, what's it going to be, Uncle G? Just, you know, I don't, don't, don't get lost in the, in, the, in, the, in the money message that I think a lot of people get thrown off by it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, he just wants more money. It's not really, that's not really true. I mean, I know a lot of very, very super wealthy people, okay? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're not thinking about money for themselves. At some point, you can't, you can only, you can't consume any more money. Mm -hmm. Those people, though, are very, very, like, you know, whether they actually do it or not, I'm talking about super wealth. Mm -hmm. They all help out. This is what the big secret, two secrets you don't know about wealthy people. 
Number one, they all, everyone that I know helps out. Mm -hmm. um, number two, the big secret. You ready for the big one? Let's hear it. They want other wealthy people around them. Mm. They want other people to have the same thing. And that, that's what I would hope for everybody. I love it. Well, thank you for Come being on. on the show today, Uncle G. Great job, brother. Elena, you a great thanks job, for being man. on the show. You got, you Absolutely. Got a, you got a good crew and that's here a wrap, guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of The Passion. If you stay tuned, and if you guys want to follow Grant and Elena, make sure to follow them on Instagram, at Grant Cardone, at Elena Cardone on Instagram. Any other plugs you want to share, Grant? That's it, man. That's it. Live 10X, guys. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Peace. And that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Passionate Few. As always, we love your guys' support, your messages. Your guys' feedback has been amazing. And I want to encourage you guys to leave a review. Leaving a review, a rating, whatever it is, let me know what you think about it. If you guys love it, let me know. If you guys hate it, let me know. Hope you guys are super inspired by this. And it's my mission in life to empower people by telling these stories. I'm just a random dude who sought out the best in the world. And so far, we've had an excellent momentum. And I'm excited for the future to be able to share these messages with you through the lens that we have. So as always, stay in touch. I love you guys. Live inspired, live passionately, and remember whatever dreams you have out there, just like the guests on this show, they're normal just like me and you. You can do it at any age, at any price, whatever it costs, whatever it is, you can do it. Remember that. We'll see you guys next time. Live strong, live with passion, and keep in touch. Also, feel free to add me on Instagram at Omar the Rockstar. Add me on Facebook at Omar Elatar. Whatever it is, I'll be in touch. Love, love, love all you guys. You guys rock. We'll see you next time. God bless.